Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you giving me some of your time. I know that that's a precious commodity today. I saw something recently that said love is spelled T-I-M-E. And uh, I think there's a lot to that. I know there is. Your kids, how do they tell that you love them? You spend time with them. Your spouse, how does how does your wife or your husband know that you love them? You spend time with them. And so I appreciate that you give me some of yours. Homestead is hot, miserably hot. We did manage to get into the garden some and till a little, kind of get cut back the grass to get ready for the fall garden in a month or so, hopefully. Which is shocking that anything can grow right now without tender loving care. And I guarantee you I'm not giving tender loving care to the grass that's growing in the garden. So, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast for the people that listen to it and share it uh, and continue to come back. Please bless them and their families. Give us a strong faith. Help us to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first. Help us to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Thank you for the men in the country that go out and do the backbreaking labor of building our country and defending it. And thank you for the women that do the often thankless job of staying home with our children and raising the next generation. Help us to appreciate those individuals more. And guide my words, Father, please, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back to duty. It's a word that gets a lot of bad press these days because it's tied up in responsibility and selflessness instead of selfishness. And it requires that we do things often uh, that go against our desires and feelings. And we are, at heart, selfish individuals. And it really kind of, it goes to the crux of the podcast a little bit, maybe a lot, in that our founders knew that you couldn't force people to faith or away from faith. You couldn't force them to have faith in Christ. Uh, You couldn't force somebody to not have faith in Christ. But they also knew that if we didn't have a people that chose to follow Christ in principle, even if not in faith, and they they really knew that it had to be in faith, 
that we would lose our republic. And the thing about duty is just like God has given us free will and everything, we have free will. We have the ability to choose whether to do our duty or to choose not to and to suffer the consequences of those actions one way or the other. And so we're going to go in and read a few more quotes. We read, I think, one last week from Samuel Adams and John Jay. John Hancock, who most of y'all hopefully at least are familiar with, you know, signing your John Hancock, his signature on the Declaration of Independence. And having secured the approval of our hearts by a faithful and unwearied discharge of our duty, let us joyfully leave our concerns in the hands of him who raiseth up and pulleth down the empires and kingdoms of the world as he pleases. It's just, it's, it's a little thing here, folks, but even in these comments, you see, often you see an explicit mention of God. The hymn here is capitalized. Uh, if you know anything about John Hancock, uh, the references to God, the Father of Jesus Christ, and really just, I should have just said not John Hancock in particular, but our founders and our founding generation. But even when it's not explicit, when there's no direct reference of God, these principles that our founders talked about go back to the principles of Jesus Christ. Does that mean that those principles aren't evident in any other religions or faiths or in atheists, that, that none of those people do good deeds? No, absolutely not. But what it does mean, and what we have forgotten or chosen to forget, is that there is absolutely no way to do a good deed that doesn't line up with the teachings of Christ. And our founders knew that. And there is also absolutely no way to do a good deed when you're going against the principles of Jesus Christ. And, and so Christ affected their whole worldview, how they acted, what they did, the way they voted. Even if you want to try and go down the route of Jefferson and Franklin were atheist or agnostic or anti-Christian, which is hard to, hard to really base that when you start to dig into their writings. But even if you pretend that for a little while, the worldview was still that of Christ. And that's the only way our country can function. John Witherspoon, also a signer of the Declaration. The sum of the whole is that the blessing of God is only to be looked for by those who are not wanting in the discharge of their own duty. This is something I heard uh, Oh, Pastor Alan Jackson, I think he's out of Tennessee. Some of y'all may know him. Recently, he was talking to uh, oh, the police officer Tatum, that's a national figure. And they were talking about the blessings of God. And we just think that we just deserve these blessings, right? And you hear that attitude so often. Sadly, you really heard it in one of our recent presidents. Uh, it's our time. We're going to get ours now. Uh, it's such a selfish and uh, just base attitude. It's, it's really, uh, it's just bad, just poor. 
my vocabulary escapes me right now, but you know, these blessings, our founders, and just so many of our early presidents and even presidents later on all throughout our history talked about the fact that we had to acknowledge, and we, we do a whole month usually in November of these Thanksgiving fasting day proclamations each year on the podcast, and we will this year. I look forward to it every year. I hope y'all do too. But they talk about the need to acknowledge the blessings of God and, and to acknowledge how unworthy we are of those blessings. And you see this, just you see this in Witherspoon's comment. The, the blessing of God is only to be looked for by those who do their duty. If we're not going to execute our duty, if we're not going to do what we should, regardless of how we feel, and you can insert abortion, feminism, the roles of men and women, illegal immigration, LGBTQ relationships, no-fault divorce, if we're not going to choose to go against our feelings, our desires, then we have no right to expect the blessings of God. And in fact, we should expect those blessings to be taken away. You see that. I think it was it was either FDR or Truman, I, I believe, that talked about this. The closer we've gotten to following the teachings of Christ, the greater our nation has been, basically. The less we have followed those principles, the more evil we've done, and, and the less blessings we have had bestowed upon us. So just another reiteration of that, folks. And we may, looking at this and looking at the time, we may go ahead and do another day on this, because it's a big deal, and it, it gets a bad rap today. We don't talk about duty very much. But we'll see. John Quincy Adams, one of our presidents, duty is ours. Results are God's. You know, I haven't, every once in a while we'll go back and do a podcast about marriage, family, priorities, really just in general. I haven't done that in a while. Maybe we'll, we'll go back and do one of those soon. Uh, But this quote really kind of sums it up. Someday each of us is going to stand before God. And first of all, the only hope that any of us has of being able to stand before God is to point to Jesus Christ and say, I choose him. I choose faith in him. I I chose faith in him in my life. Uh, The only hope I have is because of his sacrifice on the cross that he died for my sins. And his blood goes in place of mine uh, as that sacrifice. I mean, that Jesus Christ is the only hope we have. But, but there is some, there are some verses in the New Testament that talk about the fact that we're going to have to give account of every little word we spoke and everything we did, which terrifies me personally. Uh, I'm sure some of y'all that are honest will also admit that it kind of terrifies you. But this quote by John Quincy Adams, duty is ours, results are God. God's not going to sit there and ask you, well, would you have done your duty if, you know, if I had made it a little easier on you or if, uh, you know, if so-and-so was just a little bit nicer to you? Or or do you think you might have been able to do your duty if I had maybe given you a little bit more money or 
you know, prestige or more followers on Twitter or Instagram or a better house or, you know, one of my favorites when we talk about priorities because we're struggling so much as family and marriages is uh, to pick on marriage. Um, but he, he's not going to sit there and ask you, husbands, well, would you have done a better job leading, loving your wife, nourishing and cherishing her if I had just given you a better wife? maybe a hotter wife, a prettier wife, or maybe one that was a better Christian or, or you know, more feminine or whatever it is. He's not going to ask any of those questions. He's simply going to look at us and go, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And there's not going to be any excuses we can make. And the flip side is true too, women, because I know I've got quite a few of y'all now listening and I'm grateful for both. God's not going to look at you and say, well, would it have been okay, would it have been a little easier to submit to your husband if I had made him a little nicer or a little more loving or nourishing or cherishing, you know? Uh, would you have desired him? Would you have loved him physically, sexually? You know, would you have given your body to him more often if, uh, if he made more money or if he was a little more handsome or well-spoken or if he maybe followed Christ just a little bit better? No. He's just going to look at you and go, why didn't you do what I told you to? And there's a great example of this in the New Testament. Uh, and I condemn myself here because I don't know it hard and fast. Some of y'all will. I know uh, the comments I get online. I know some of y'all know the Bible pretty well. But there's a, one of the Gospels, Jesus, it's after his resurrection. And, uh, Peter is talking to him. And Peter asks about one of the other disciples. And Jesus, I'm paraphrasing, forgive me here, but he basically says, what, what concern is that to you? Whether he lives or dies or, or what I do to him, you go and do what I've told you to do. And that's duty, folks. That's our responsibility. That's our choice. And that's this quote from John Quincy Adams is, duty is our responsibility. The results are God's. It may not turn out like we want. We may not have the biggest house or the most money or the best life. And you know, the other thing, and then I'll leave y'all alone for today, and, and we're going to talk about this someday. There's a great episode in World War II with one of our great Marine Corps leaders, a general named Chesty Puller, who was not a general at this time. And they were on Guadalcanal, and they got down to the very last line of defense, and the Japanese were coming in to attack. There were no reinforcements. They were cut off. They were down to the very last line of foxholes, fighting holes, uh, and they had to survive on their own. And, and they did. And the new day brought reinforcements that they hadn't expected. How often in our lives, if we'll just hold on for one more day or one more week or month or year or whatever it is, we have no idea what God's got in store for us around the corner. Ours is just to do. To follow God, follow Christ, turn our lives over to them. And I know that's easier said than done for myself, for sure. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.